This following episode contains spoilers for the film or films being discussed. You have been warned. We all remember the big moments in the movies we see. The big set pieces, the famous dialogue, the twists, the naked times. But film is an entity made up of hundreds of little moments that either make them special or relegate them to obscurity. We are here to talk about those moments. Welcome to Movie Microscope. Kick it, Movie Microscope. Today's episode is Godzilla King of the Monsters. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the latest movie, Microscope. My name is Nick Nunziata, and I'm your gracious host. Alongside me, Mr. Justin Waddell. Justin, how are you? Very good. Thank you for asking. Uh, it's my it's sort of my job, dog. Um, <laughs> Thank you for being so sweet. So uh, many listeners, and by many, I mean probably one out of six, um, have remarked that they really like our podcasts that are devoted to older movies. Right. Better. And we agree. So here's a new one. <laughs> one that's just coming out, probably as you listen to this. Right, unless, it comes unless, out tonight. Unless you're Blake or Pujol or somebody that lives over there in the down, out, down out in South where they got the movie already. Yeah, it was released a little early. Yeah, so uh, we are talking about Godzilla, King of Monsters, a seminal film directed by Mike Darty <laughs> and produced by Thomas Tull and what year? Mary Parent. And Mary Parent? Yeah, I think she's involved. It's a great name. She does all the legendary shit. Um, 2019. Yeah, that's this year. Yep, it's, it's fresh. A, it's a sequel to Gareth Edwards' 2014. Is it fresh on Rotten Tomatoes? That doesn't matter. Um, so yeah, we're doing another new movie. But here's how I look at it. We justify this because my my wisp of a fume of a press credential that I have left. To keep it alive, I feel ju- like I must make the effort to do some sort of value add to seeing the movie with the rest of the fantastic film critics of Atlanta. The spotless and deadly sharp Atlanta Critics Society of people. Are you a member? No. no I don't, there's not really a society. I'm just saying like that group of people. There's got to be a, a group. There is one. Yeah, yeah, there is one. And they reached out? That I was invited. And? I did not take it. You didn't get it? Oh, you didn't pass the test. Oh, yeah, it was a test. I had to uh, leave the movie early, or did I have to uh, make my mind up based on how everybody else was reacting to something? Yeah, no problem with either of those. You, you could do that. Yeah. Anyway, so I feel obliged to do these, and I, I apologize to listeners that don't appreciate or like these. But what you could do is wait like six years and then listen to it and pretend like it's an old movie that we're well, It's hard. About. I think we're known for zooming in. Oh, yeah. And it's hard to zoom in on a movie that just came out. It hasn't it hasn't been out there. It hasn't marinated enough. And it hasn't... The facts haven't come out. And so we'll have to do our best 
to really dig in. Who directed this thing? Gareth Edwards. Who was in it? <laughs> no. Uh, so if you guys aren't familiar with the movie Microscope is about, it was perfectly explained by Micah a second ago. But just in case, so what we do is we'll like, we'll like we'll put a movie on, or we'll watch it together, separate, and we'll watch it. But unlike the pedestrians out there, the people that are just regular Joes, we look at it with a much finer toothed eye. You know, we we stare into the screen, we we stare into it, and we zoom in to find those little moments that make or break the little guys. Mm -hmm. You know, and then what we do is we ignore that uh, and just talk about the movie. Uh, So if we were talking about Run, we wouldn't talk about the scene where Patrick Dempsey fires a firecracker through his penis hole. We would talk about the smaller moments, the, the moments that speak to us. We would only talk about that. Yeah. What? Who else is in Run besides Patrick Dempsey? That's a great question. I'd say probably a blonde girl. Daryl Hannah. Mm-mm. I don't think they could. Lori Singer. They could afford her. Yeah. Hmm. Do you? Did you see that in theater? Hmm. Don't I even didn't. Act, I didn't. Don't act like you did. I think I did see it on VHS. I don't know if I've ever seen it, but we could maybe revisit that. It's a film where he uh, is on the run. Yeah. Okay, I know. Time. I know he's a he's young and and he's in a small town and he's on the run. That's what I remember from it. Yeah. And he falls in love with uh, a local, probably. You're right. It could be like a Laurie Singer or a Virginia Madsen or mm. some dog shit like that. Should we look it up? Sure. Yeah. Um, Patrick Dempsey, back in the day, Talking a lot of people thought McDreamy was where he began. McDreamy ain't shit compared to Meyer Lansky and Mobsters mm-hmm. or the star of Can't Buy Me Love. Yes. Or the guy that was in The Stuff. What was the one where he played the like the delivery boy that kept having sex all the time? Loverboy, I Was think? it called Loverboy? It was called Loverboy. Mm-hmm. And then Run. His, that was supposed to be his big coming out party. Oh, well, we can't just search on Run. Um, just just type P Demp. It'll, it'll pull him up. Are you a big Patrick Dempsey stan? Um, I'm not a I'm not a hater to be honest. I like him. Yeah, we used to have a lot of fun with Mobsters. That was a movie that I watched plentiful times. He uh, he pinch hit in that latest Bridget Jones for uh, Hugh Grant. Uh, Hugh Grant was killed off, and so he had to play the secondary love interest. So I don't think he pinch hit for him. He replaced he, well, Hugh new Grant, character. Hugh Grant did not want to come back. I guess is probably what happened. Don't you think? So they got P. Demp? They got P. Demp. You know, here's a zoom in on P. Demp. Yeah. Uh, loves to race cars. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Also, who else liked to race cars? What's that? Paul Nooms. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And Luke Perry. Luke Jason, Perry did? Jason Priest. Yeah. Sorry, guys. It's taking me a long time. To, can you can you edit this? Uh, no, we cannot. You must feel all of it. Another zoom in on Patrick Dempsey. Yes. I don't know if you know about this. He's arboreal. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, of course, we already featured him in a movie here. The stuff. Mm-hmm. Like I said a minute ago. Oh, you said it. Yeah. God, never. People that are paying attention. I'm sorry. I was looking up Run. Run is 1991. It's good not year. that old. It's a good year. Worst of first Braves. Um, all right. So that would be Kelly Preston. Oh my would God. be the love interest here. I'm wet just thinking about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and directed, you know who it was directed by? John Badham. <laughs> Martin Scorsese. Oh, I thought, I thought it was. Uh, G- Jeff Burroughs. Jeff Burroughs directed a horror film. Yes, uh, maybe. He did. I th- he he should have done Tremors. We well, only directed two movies, so he wrote 
He directed Run and Return to Snowy River. So is that the horror film? I'm thinking of Jeff Burr. He did uh, mm. one of the Leatherface. I think he did Leatherface. Ooh. But you do. Would, would it be cool if he did Tremors? That would be cool. Jeff Burrows. That'd be great. All right, let's move back. Oh, yeah, Godzilla. That came out. Mm-hmm. Dempsey was not in it. No. So the film features Ken Watanabe, mm-hmm. Sally Hawkins, and probably her biggest role. Okay. Uh, it also features uh, David Strathairn. It does. It's about it. <laughs> you are not starting. You're starting out with a connective tissue to the other. Oh yeah. So to other right. movies you got in the franchise. Millie Bobby Brown. Right from Stranger mm-hmm. Things. Vera Farmiga. Um, from fifteen minutes. From Running Scared. Come on. Fifteen minutes. You got Kyle Chandler. From Bloodline. New. Uh, what was that movie he was on? Like that TV show a long time ago? Friday Night Lights. Nope. It was like a long time ago. Like New Edition or something. Okay. It's about, it about a guy who get the paper a day early and then would try to, like, you get the headlines and you try to rescue the star? people. Yeah. yeah. And then he would rap. Mm. And then you've got the, the never bad Bradley Whitford. Never bad. You have the never bad Joe Morton. Barely is on this. He's in. Is he in a scene? He's maybe? in a scene. Yeah, he's in yeah. one scene. Was he in another? I don't remember much. They brought him I back. try to forget when I see that guy's fucking face. Why do you not like Joe Morton? He just bores me to tears. He when I see him show up in a movie, I start to really leave. And he's in a lot of movies I enjoy, which tells you how good they are because I don't get, I don't fall asleep. He's in T two. He's in uh, Justice League. He's in a lot of. Um, he's uh, in the brother from another planet. Right, the guy single John Sales. John Sales movies. Yeah. He played that brother. Yeah, he's he's and a good actor. He's in Speed. Did you say that already? No. Um, so other other principles include. Oh, so, you got Ice Cube's son O'Shea. Well, you got Ted Levine's friend. Ted Levine. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you got to help. Zhe Zhang is that oh, Zhang Zhe? Zhang Zhe is that her name? Yeah, speaking English fluently. Mm-hmm. So did she play? Did she play? Was she in like two roles in this? Yeah, she plays twins. Yeah, yeah. Um, and and then, then, oh yeah, Thomas Middleditch. Yeah. From. I mean, he was he in that was he in the first ditch? Oh no. He's from um, everybody. I think best knows him from the uh, Captain Underpants movie. Yeah, I, I think they most know him from Verizon commercials. Oh god, ubiquitous! So, you forgot. Um, O'Shea Jackson. I, did, I, did, I said You it. said him? Okay. So but, he, but also in the cast and on IMDb, uh-huh. Rodan, Mothra, Godzilla, Ghidorah. That's pretty cute. It is cute. Yeah. As themselves. They should I think they should have gone whole hog and put them as a, like, the front and center above the title. Right. Wouldn't that have been kind of cool? Yeah. Starting the movie off like that? Yeah. And then maybe special guest star, the Mewtwo. Because he is. Yeah. He does have a, or they, is it a they? There's more than one. I think there's only one in the movie. So yeah, they show some footage. Here's a, let's let's before we go into the this movie, mm-hmm. Gareth Edwards Godzilla is a movie that uh, people uh, there's this weird relationship that people have with it, where they like it with a lot of caveats. You, mm-hmm. I've never heard somebody overwhelmingly positive. Right. I've heard overwhelmingly negative, but I've never heard anybody fully embrace that film, and it bothers me because I love it. Right. I love it, and I. Well, you, you're for, a big fan of his. I'm a huge fan of. I'm, well, I'm a huge Godzilla fan. Mm-hmm. I'm a huge Gareth Edwards fan. I'm a huge Cranston and, you know, big Aaron Johnson. Huge. Um, but the thing about that is, yes, the human moments drag. 
and it's not they you don't get as much bang for your buck just in terms of the ratio of monster action to everything else but it's so artistically done it's the first time we've seen Godzilla done in the American venue correctly and a little went a long way and I don't understand why people aren't able to separate these films from others because you can't compare a kaiju movie to a traditional action film I think people though zoom in I think people seem that's always seems to be the issue with like if you go back even to Pacific Rim those movies people get they get annoyed about the human elements of those films and then even Kong Island right did you is that there's so many characters in Kong Island or at Skull Island or whatever but it's called that movie seemed to get what was past. it called Skull Island Skull Island Kong Skull Island um it, let me ask you this. Let me back up a little bit. How did those movies do? I mean, were they huge? They weren't huge hits, right? They did enough. And they were good, That just like anything else. Dom- domestically, not as great. Globally, great. Which so, should speak to you, because that's the only box office you seem to pay so, attention to. But are they globally great? Like, did yeah. they, how much How I'm much? I'm not going to look make? up fucking receipts right now, but Godzilla did very well. Kong did well. They're already almost done filming uh, King Kong versus Godzilla. Are so. they? Oh yeah, it's it comes out in who, next year, early next year. Who's directing that? Uh, what's his face? Uh, the guy Adam Wingard. Oh wow. Yep. So they're plucking these young, these young, young or they, well, these indie indie directors to do these movies, huh? No, they get Spielberg to do it. Um, well, I guess they're saving money. Yeah. It's weird. I mean, people responded. They respond more to Caillou than to Kaiju, which is surprising. What this is interesting about is it Michael uh, Daugherty? Daugherty, Daugherty, Daugherty. Yeah. Um, who he did Trick or Treat? Is that what's called? Yep. Like I guess small people really like it. it was a small like kind of Halloween anthology movie, right? Yeah. Did Krampus? Yeah. Which is also a small horror film. Yeah. What else? I think that's it. He had to. But have he's, done, he's he's been he's hardwired to like the Brian Singer crew and all that. He he's a was he primarily a writer? He was a write, He wrote on the X Men, some of the early X Men mm-hmm. stuff. He but he's always been part of those circles of. Can the, I zoom, the cool kids? Can I interrupt you and can I do like a in show zoom in? Yeah. I'm gonna have to rely on you for the zoom ins on this one. I don't have I got I don't have much. Okay. I don't have have no zoom ins. You'll you'll be surprised. I need how to many piggyback come. on your zoom. You'll be surprised how many come. Can you mind. share the credit for your? I know you have the inside track on some of this stuff, and you didn't really talk a little bit. You have an experience with you have some experiences with this with this film. I do directly, directly. Um, and then you have the inside. You kind of know somebody as well that well. Is I mean, close to the film. I used to sleep with Mothra, so we we we, we share. Some so anyway, I'm just saying that I just feel I'm not a huge Godzilla fan. I know, but I do I do like the last Godzilla film. Um, I did like Skull Island, but primarily for John C. Riley, I thought he was a lot of fun. I liked his storyline. Cool. Uh, but that's one thing. It seems like th- that's how you know that the human characters are a little disposable in these films. That they are they don't carry through, and if they do carry through to the, from film to film, you don't remember that they were in the other. Except films, for Watanabe. Watanabe, yeah, yeah, you do. Although you didn't like him in this film, I just felt like he got an unfortunate task to where. Everything he said had to sound like it was the sage Asian. He just had a bad job. I like I liked him in this, and I liked his um I liked his his uh his final scenes in the film um but a lot and I thought he I thought he did a great job. Yeah, he elevates acting. He, he elevates does. weak shit. He does. That's a perfect way to say it. He 
And the thing is, one of the problems I have with it is Kyle Chandler, who is a really good actor, and I, I, I like him in this. Um, he, when he comes on the scene, he starts directing everything, and that's kind of Ken want. It's his job. Yeah. And then Ken just like turns into like a, a yes man. Now tell me this, Wantanabe. If Kyle Chandler didn't have those eye creases, would he be famous? Because he's got the seriousest eye creases I've ever seen. It's almost like it's it's almost un, un, it's almost unhealthy when you he look got, at it. It's like I, should I be looking this hard like, at this sexy ass eyes? He got like those sad eyes, you know. But like he's the, got lots of creases, which which just is like. It's as if Da Vinci drew the perfect eye creases. Here's what I'm going to ask then, because I think that's when you point that out. I can he actually act, or does he, is he just bringing like some I think serious... he just sexes you out, like you get so yeah. fucking hard that you can't even tell. That and he's can, is he just is he just turning up the way he uses his eyes in film differently? The so camera like, lingers on him; it, it becomes an obsession. He's you know he's and he's and it weirdly kind of a chameleon and stuff like he was in um he was in well godzilla's a reptile i mean he was in this but then he was in what's the movie with uh game night he's in game night and then he was in uh the oscar winner with um uh, casey affleck the you're right yeah well, well he played the older brother the yeah. drunk um okay. had like all this all these problems what, what movie was that called what was it called oceans 12 no uh, oh you mean manchester by the sea yes which is a movie i like a lot um yeah, it's a happy one it's a sad one Sad. And he's got sad eyes. So I'm just saying that does he just is it just not all in the eyes with him? I didn't watch Friday Did, Night Lights. Are you glad they changed the title of that film? Manchester by the yeah. Sea. It's called Mediocre Parent originally. <laughs> I mean, uh, mediocre is rounding up. Well, thank you for yeah stepping on my Zoom. <laughs> <laughs> so Chandler's eyes are fucking huge. <laughs> They're cute. They're huge and cute. They're huge, cute. Maybe his eyes are kind of like I, the. I, I honestly, I feel uncomfortable watching close-ups of him because the camera lingers and it knows what it's doing. To There's me. a lot of close-ups of him. Yes, yeah. and it's mostly his eyes. It's mm -hmm. like those little dream circles. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I. You have to. He does have some distinctive eyes. Okay, let's Frankenstein the perfect sex animal, like okay. from Hollywood people. Like obviously, his eye crease is number one. Okay. Right. Can we just call it the eyes? Yeah. Aaron Eckhart's chin, number one. Okay. Nothing from Adrian Brody. Um, <laughs> well, you don't have to roll people out. Let's just bring them in. Um, um, nose is a tough one because noses are, if you just look at them on their own, they're shit. Mm -hmm. But there's some great ones out there. Yeah. Um, Not a nose guy. I don't really notice a nose. Do you? I do on a, on a good face. Yeah. On a rocking face. Like... Jennifer Grey's nose was great. She ruined it. That's an example of a nose that should have been left alone. I, I think she regrets it, too. You know whose nose is damn cute? It's a female. Gwyneth Paltrow's got a good little nose on her. Mm -hmm. Could throw her in there, I guess. Yeah, if you want. it wouldn't go well with the male apparatus, but mm -hmm. we're playing a perfect thing here. I'm, I'm going to be honest. This fucking knocks me out. There's nothing to Brad Pitt I'm using in that thing. Mm -mm. Okay. What about Michael Sarah's lips? I would not. I would not. Lips? Oh, lips are easy. Okay. Um, Joaquin Phoenix. Done. Next. <laughs> okay. I would use Goldblum's ears, which is it's one of my favorite. It's one of my favorite poems too. Um. God, forehead. Uh, shit. That, that would put me on the spot. Um. 
Gary Cole. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I need a piece of him in there. Yeah. I mean, he completes it. He's got a good forehead. He's got a... Yeah. Hair? His hair is fantastic. You, so you do but I'm not doing both his hairs. Okay. Actually, I'm going to do half hair. I'm going to do the lower... Like, the sideburns and shit. Okay. I'm going to pull those from someplace special. Um, I'm going to get them from a, a, somebody who needs the extra work and the extra help. Uh, I'm going to give it to Liev Shriver. I'm going to let him have the, ear, the, the sideburns. He's okay. bringing the sideburns. So what, a, he, what about his brother? Can Pablo, we mix, can we mix the hairs? Pablo, actually, I'd like to use Pablo's chest. Okay, his just his. You'd get you you would fill this you would fill this being up with two Schreibers. Well, I'd be, I, I mean, honestly, Liev Schreiber would probably be prefer we went beyond the the sideburns, but his beady eyes don't work. All his right, nose, let me. His nose is is a is a, an apex. Um, let me throw this he's in. Got here. a dimpled chin. Let me throw this in here. Yeah. So if we're gonna do two Schreibers, we got. Pablo, we got Liv. Can we use their dad? Oh, okay. Whitley Schreiber, <laughs> the alien expert. <laughs> yes, can use. Yes. So far, I noticed a pattern. Bodies. What? Lots of white actors here. Well, I'm, I, what, you want to put a black nose on a white person? Why not? I mean, we're doing the perfect. We could build the perfect black man. He's already been built. Idris Elba. He's already there. Don't need to change anything. Luther, you watch that? Do you watch Luther? I, I watch some. The Superman and Army Hammer's. Oh my God, we gotta get some Army Hammer in there. Right. The back of his neck. <laughs> famous, Sweet. famous for his neck. Yeah, for the, the back. The back. Of his neck. The back yeah. What about um, Musquamacus? Would it be come with Army Hammer's neck or? That's Maybe a, that is a neck that has never been graced by Musquamacus. <laughs> I'd tell you that. Yeah. You know, it's funny. Belial is another one who used to live in people. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. He used to be a part of Kevin Van Hedrick's side. What about, can we use his forehead instead of leaves? Kevin Van Hedrick? Or instead of Gary Coles? No, I'm talking about um, Baske. Bel- Belial. Belial, yeah. Yeah. He's got, also got creases. You know, it's funny. when uh, They missed a huge opportunity in the basket case film. Basketball case? In basket, basket, I say basketball <laughs> no, case? No. In, in basket case, they, they missed a huge opportunity. What? Um... He uh, so he's got Belial living on his side. I remember, right? Yeah. Um, and like he meets a bunch of people in this movie. Um, he's like, uh, my name, my name's Kevin, and this is Belial from my uncle's side. <laughs> he's a he's a brother from the uncle's side. From his side, yeah. <laughs> he's like he's like, he's on he's on Tinder. He's like, guys, I gotta warn you, in advance. I'm not going to be loyal. How many basket cases? I've got a side piece. How many basket cases? At least three. I saw Basket Case 3, The Progeny, in the theater. Did you? Filmed in Atlanta. I think I've talked about this before, but filmed in Atlanta, so they had a, they had like a showtime, and I went to it. And, oh, my God. The only other person in the theater besides me and Brian was the guy who was in the film going shitwire as he watched it. <laughs> Giddy as fuck. And if you've seen Basket Case for the Progeny, you'll know he had good cause. So Godzilla is, um, he's still alive from the first film. He is. He is. She's changed. He has evolved a, sl- a slender bit. He's uh, He's got some lights. Well, he's radioactive. I think at the end of the last movie, he started to show some signs. Does he, does, I don't remember. Did he, did he light up at the end? He's got some shit going on. Did he have blue? I mean, he had where his little shit charged up. He charged up his okay. little spikes. Did he 
you've seen that movie more than I've only seen it once. Did How they do, you do that? How do you do that? I don't know. Did you did he is he spitting blue fire in the last one too? He does. He's okay. The, yeah. He's atomic. The premise of this film and it's this is one of the weaknesses of the film really is uh Vera Farmiga's character has created a device called the Orca which is apparently attuned to the frequencies of these kaiju titans these titans we got to yes. say titans a lot mm-hmm. and so what they what they hope is and they this is an abandoned project from the past that what they hope is that they can use it to uh not tame them but help control them mm-hmm. or pro- possibly influence them right and so what we discover, I think there's 18 of these cocksuckers all over the world. Mm-hmm. And counting. And counting. Mm-hmm. Um, we obviously met the Mutos in the previous film. We met Godzilla. Um, and But it's time to bring in some of the classics. Some of the classics and also to allow for some new guys to be made. Because one of the things about the Godzilla series is obviously Toho is very strict with their licensing. Mm-hmm. And it's there's so many in their stable of characters that are untapped in American cinema. Right. Um, I think what they wanted to do was create a few new IPs or new creatures just to kind of make it interesting. I think it also was fun for Darty and his designers. But we do get to see, we get to see the lovely Mothra, the lovely Rodan, the lovely Ghidra. Uh, and I think the rest of the ones that they show are not canon. There's and no... They there's don't really no, name them, right? Well, the one's called like Monolith or something like okay. that. They sh- you, if you if you look really hard, there's a lot of stuff. This film is going to be a great one for home video because there are a lot of shots of screens with all these creatures' names on it and all that. You just have to pay attention. There's a lot of Kong allegory. I think they even allude to one of the great ones from the Godzilla sagas. Well, I think... Uh, just to jump off of that, this is a beautiful... I think this is a beautifully made movie. Like, it's... Like that that stuff with the kaiju, I thought was excellent. Like you know the the enough the sh- about the ball kid, uh, but I really did. I thought I thought those shots were. I mean that's those stood out. Like just there's some shots that are just so nice. Uh, I liked the personalities they gave to the main kaiju's. Like I I thought that worked. Okay. Um, but you were talking about the story and the problem, and you kind of jumped. Yeah. Away so from yeah. It, we, we, so. so the 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 idea is that they she's got this device right. So Godzilla uh, is dormant ish and the others are dormant as well but they're they're being monitored by by monarch the company of where all these people work for and they're they've reached sort of an impasse with the american government over who has the rights to be in charge of these things which is typical fucking typical same thing in this avengers they try to does the government really think that they could do a better job than nicholas fury no do they think they could do a better job than watanabe fuck no dog Hmm. or sally hawkins she had stepped on um the um so yeah so what happens is is it turns out and this is obviously a spoiler podcast vera farmiga uh has convinced herself that the best thing to do with these creatures is to free them all and let godzilla sort them out she thinks that the world is dying and it's yeah. our fault and that if and that, that that the titans are earth's natural defense which she's actually correct about the problem is they don't they didn't take into consideration is that Ghidra, is that how you say it? Mm-hmm. Is actually an alien that has been thrown into the mix. And so that is throwing, once they start, once her plan yeah, He's like happens, the Darth Maul of this shit. Once her plan 
she didn't expect that that little unnatural monster would be in the mix. Yeah, and she 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 uh, works with Mr. Charles Dance, mm-hmm. who we forgot to mention, right? Who is a uh, econom or uh, he's a ecology ecology terrorist or something like that. Something they like call that. him. And he uh, he terrorist. Yeah, he's right? like the, he's like the uh, enforcer of her, of her, enforcer of her will. And yeah, it's, it's it's shaky shit because they throw this daughter into the mix, which is an unnecessary character. The girl's a good actress, but. It's an unnecessary character. It is. And, you know, Farm- that's the thing is that Farmiga, her, all her stuff doesn't make that much sense, but she's a good actress. So it's like she can actually. She's got the worst dialogue in the film. She does, but she, she she's, I don't know. I like watching her on screen, so like it's fine, but she has this line. What is her line in the trailer, too? I was trying to impersonate it. It was, uh, she says. Um, you can't beat a fucking kaiju with beard oil. Yes, that's one. That's one of the great lines. No, but she says something like. Um, if we don't release these titans, um, I'm gonna our, piss. our world will perish, and so will we. And I'm like, isn't that assumed? Huh. Like the world, when the world perishes, everybody's fine. Yeah, we're just floating around in space. Uh, <laughs> our world will perish, and so will we. Also, water's wet. Animals will die as well. <laughs> and <laughs> guess what? The big chicken gone. And she's kind of saying that, like, uh, yeah, you know, like that kind of. The, but like, I do like her in it. It's just that that's what I think people are picking up on. Your boat will drown. You'll drown. <laughs> your boat will drown. You will drown. And fire. The captain will drown. <laughs> um, the fish will. Casey dr- Ryback well, will fall out of the kitchen and drown. Uh, she, like, that's what I'm saying is like the er- some of the earlier views of this have been hammering it. Um, and saying that the plot is nonsensical, which it is, uh, but but it's it, a Godzilla movie. I mean, I and and people also have been like kind of pushing back on that. It's just to me when we watched it, it just worked for me. Like I I thought there was enough great stuff in it that, and I liked the actors that even if you know a lot of times movies like this that have bad plots, it throws me out of the movie. This one didn't for some it's reason. It's a great zoom. <laughs> it's a great review. Um, I'm sorry. I just want. I just like. No, I just, no. The thing is, it's weird because I don't think fundamentally the concept of a giant monster movie fits in with narrative. Like it doesn't make sense. As it's almost unfair because it it should not be a, a mainstream blockbuster movie because inherently the suspension of disbelief that it requires for this shit and and the concepts of kaiju and shit, Hollow Earth and all that stuff. It doesn't marry well with normal well, filmmaking. Well, I think what people are mad is the legacy of these movies are just ironclad plot and amazing characters, <laughs> yeah, there's, there's amazing no, human characters. There's no precedent of that. Um, and then, but then, but then, if you think about it, the ones that work that are successful, mm-hmm. Cloverfield was a gimmick, mm-hmm. Colossal was a gimmick, right? Big Man Japan gimmick, which is a great movie, and even Pacific Rim, they had to do so much other stuff to mask the monsters to make the monsters just this opponent rather than the driving force of it and that didn't and that still got ripped by people so it's 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 a losing proposition so what i do is it's a ref, it's you know what it is it's like the abyss when you gaze into a kaiju movie it gazes back at you mm-hmm. and it, and if you're a piece of shit who doesn't have a fucking the, the youth still attached to their body then you're a piece of shit you're we not going to love the movie we don't of course we do we have youth attached to our body how many times do we like go like belial i wish we we still buy toys. I mean, you well, know, I can't lately. Still suck thumbs. No. Um, All right, so let's get into the meat, though. Okay. Let's zoom in. Let's zoom. So shit goes bad. 
creatures are awakened. It takes way too long for that to happen, but creatures are awakened, mm-hmm. and we meet our cast of characters. Right. So, and by the way, there's a new thing. I'm going to do this on the fly. We're introducing a new element to the podcast. Oh, God. You should have told me. No, this is great. We're partners. Something that actually is going to be great. Um, be a first. Not, we're not doing it now. We're doing it at the end. So, we, we meet we meet our, our characters. So, let's go through the, the four monsters. Okay. Let, and let's rank them. Okay. Okay. So alphabetically, okay. All right, ready? You go first. It'd be Ghidra. Okay. So Ghidra is a three-headed space bitch um, with little. He shoots shit out of his face. Lightning. Lightning. He has wings. He has a tail. He regenerates heads. Right, and he his uh, I'd say his facial CGI is dodgy a little. Well, bit. yeah. It, there's. We live in a world where we've seen amazing dragons and right. amazing monsters like that. And you know what it is about Ghidra? What, here's where we could defend it. It's it's as close to the old uh, Asian sure. illustrations, which is kind of cool. Right. It doesn't. It's 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 funny because that kind of stuff doesn't work as well in 3D in real life. But it's so cool to see that. And it's, and it's a cool. It's a cool. I mean, that's a cool monster. It's a cool bad guy. I really liked. The fights with it. It's just that the, I, like I said, the, the there's not much you can do with it. Yeah. They could have done the different personalities, like the funny one, yeah, the angry one. They could have had four heads and done well, it more one, like they had the, the, the gay, they had the gay one, which was cool. Um, and then they had the one that was uh, Donatello, had, had a speech impediment, which was cool. But the fun, the, the heads did bicker amongst themselves, which was fun. They did, yeah. They fought over some, um, uh, I guess, some sizzled S- remains. Yeah, they were sniffing scraps. Yeah. Uh, so that's a cool, but it's a cool monster. Yeah. Okay. So next up, Godzilla. You, Godzilla. Okay, uh, who's the best in it? Looking like gained, maybe gained a little weight from the he's last. A, he's got some. Yeah, he's got some shit going on. Didn't really work out. I felt yeah, that. Yeah. It didn't didn't harm his performance. And to him. Yeah. Only the only the Emmerich movie did they make Godzilla Dame. Okay. For some reason, I thought historically Godzilla might have been a no. a lady. No. No. Godzilla's super dicked. Where did the um the small and the Godzilla TV show Godzuki? where did he come from? Probably a probably a pussy. Yeah, Godzilla's. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Yeah. So then, so Godzilla, but Actually, Godzilla was on the wiki for Godzuki. It says probably came from a pussy. Uh, Godzilla in this, I think Bradley Woodford at some point <laughs> says he's juiced <laughs> or something. It, he is. He's he's formidable in this. I, well, it might be my favorite Godzilla out of the. If we were gonna if we're gonna go back to um, um, the all the designs. I just thought the pres his presence in the and at least the American ones. Yeah, well, all was, three. Yeah, was good in this. But there's more than three, right? I mean, they released Godzilla 2000 domestically, right. but no, they're they're all there's just three. Yeah. Uh, well, I guess compared to the last one, I felt he I felt that he was kind of a, you know, he needs to be a hero a little bit in this, and and he is. They, it seemed like Darty made a point to give him a little bit more of that that like cute doggy face thing because there was like there's versions of I don't remember all the names of all the different eras of, of Godzilla they have names for them right. all but there was a period where he had the narrow face and he was a little bit more puppety and then there was one where he looked really cute he had like a puppy dog kind of thing going right. on and they, there was a little bit more of that here um, actually the only way I could describe it is it, like Marsha Gay Harden like a little bit more Marsha Gay Harden going on um, alright so let's get to uh, oh, the next Mothra Mothra I loved in this movie. Yeah, I love. There's not enough Mothra. There's not, but they. I, I love the design of Mothra, um, and I loved 
that they team he there was like two there they teamed up that Mothra teams up with that's common in all the Godzilla movies yeah but like it was just well see I don't know that much about the previous I just ones. zoomed in for you um but that's awesome and the way that they did that here I thought was really effective at least to me I I, yeah. I love that stuff. and the use of light was fantastic Beautiful, yeah. and, and they and they were nice to resurrect the themes for each of those creatures from the original kind of so I didn't know that. Yeah, so I, inter- I interviewed in. Crash, what's his name, Bear McCreary, uh, and he he was very proud to have incorporated those things. So let's talk a little bit about that after we get to the Rodan. Rodan. Now, Rodan is like famously evil kaiju, yeah. kind of arch nemesis to Godzilla a lot of times, right, historically? He's like, he's like a mid-level boss. Is he a, a mid-level? Yeah, I mean, because Ghidra's always the big bad, and I think Gigan and Mecha Godzilla is sort of his nemesis. Um, but Gigan was another one that was up there, and Hedorah. There's a, there's a whole there's band. a there's a band in the in the '90s named Rodan, like a math rock band. Do you ever hear listen to those guys? No, pretty good. There's a painter also called Rodan, mm. also based on the uh, huge wings. Art. Yeah, um, um, but yeah, Rodan is more a simplistic version of like what a Ghidra, it's like a simple Ghidra. And Rodan was is is uh, is uh, some of the best stuff in this movie i think is yeah shots of rodan yep yeah yeah that, that, that that's one of the problems i had with the film at the beginning is the first the first Ghidra scene should have been a showstopper and it felt a little like it missed a little bit you think so you didn't i don't think it's until rodan shows up that he stretches no lack of a better word he stretches his wings yeah because I, I think in the confined spaces of where Ghidra comes out it there's only so much you could do and they they use godzilla as a um more as a just as an engine of plot movement in a lot of it like right. he, he shows up at the perfect time to do his thing so when Rodan shows up there's a whole sequence where he's interacting with planes and not Godzilla where you get to see him do his thing right. and you're right there's some amazing scenes there and although the design isn't as good as I expected it would be you thought it'd be well I love the wings though the wings are great the, um, the, the shape the overall shape of the body like it, it looks a little bit like a stealth bomber when it's in the air so would Mothra be your favorite design then yeah yeah yeah. well plus we get to see ver- different versions of Mothra yeah well too we get to see the larva oh yeah we get to see the sprinkly yeah oh, what, what are they cut that what are those called that's called this this little chrysalis sprink- no Wait, the sprinkly things at the end like the the little fairy dust or whatever that, Is that just exploded Mothra yes yeah, okay R.I.P. Millennium salts, they call them. And then, um, yeah, you, so you get to, and you get to see the winged Mothra version. Yes. And you get to see the one where she's wearing her prom dress, mm-hmm. which was kind of cool. And then, yeah, so then, and then that's, and then you got, you run in. So, yeah, those are your four big, and they introduce some other neat little side characters and all that. And they allude to Kong. They do it, yeah, they Quite do. a bit, which is good. Um, <clears throat> all right, so then. Who apparently is going to be super juiced himself in the next one. Oh, he was huge in the line. He was huge. He's going to be super dicked in this one. Is he going to be? Is he going to be super dicked? He's going to be super dicked. And I already, I have inside info. Mm-hmm. I like where they're going with it. There's some cool shit coming. Oh, you actually, you know. I know what's happening. Well, you can tell me after I'm the not, show. Nope. Thanks. Um, so, uh, so wait, let me ask you this. You didn't tell. You didn't talk about this yet, really. But you were on set a little bit. For this. I was. I was so on. The talk set. a little bit about that. So I got to go on the set of this film. What you were. Uh, I wore a Godzilla shirt. Did you? Mm-hmm. Inside out, so they didn't see. No. <laughs> um, and 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 I wore Godzilla pants. <laughs> uh, did the did the director? You talked to him uh, quite a bit. And did he like your outfit? Uh, we didn't. I don't know. I actually, I've, I've known him already for a while, though. 
we've, we've, we've been in a room together a lot. Over was there. he fun to talk to? He was actually, I, I was not a fan of Mike Doherty in my own. You just didn't like his, uh, antho- you didn't like the anthology. No, no, I, his movies, I, I never, I mean, I get what he was trying to do. No, I, was, I, I wasn't a fan of him as a, as a creator, uh, but having met him on the set here, his everything he everything he was doing was for the right reasons. It was obvious he was the perfect person to do this. Was he like super enthusiastic about yeah, yeah. Vera Formiga's performance? Of yeah, he was like, "She's gonna blow blow you away." Did he spoil that line for you? No. Uh, yeah, so we'll I had we'll a, perish, and I, you know we're gonna perish as well. Okay, our world will perish. Hunter Parish. It's like Ghidra is like a big parachute over the earth. That's right. Yeah. So fuck it. Uh, so he was. Yeah. He's. He's. He, he, the only thing, obviously, with a movie like this, there's, you can be have the best intentions and be the biggest geek in the world. Courtney Solomon was a big D and D player. Yeah. How'd that work out? So, the thing Beautiful, is beautifully. Okay, you're right. Now, who is your favorite person to interview on the set? Bradley Whitford. Zoom in. And Charles Dance. Zoom out. Bradley Whitford, we didn't talk about him much in this movie. He is the best. He's great, and he actually get he delivers some clunky lines, and he's still funny with yeah. them. Yeah, he yeah. is. He is. Uh, he is in on the joke in the greatest way. Because the movie's not it, there's no in, there's no gleefully cheesy elements to this. It doesn't want to be that, which is smart. But it's a ludicrous thing to happen in the real world. So to have him reacting to it. With, the, but he's also a super nerd about Godzilla, and he's super be, into being a part of Monarch. Right. Yet he's commenting on how ridiculous the shit's happening. It's great. Yeah, I mean, you know, they got Thomas Middleditch there, who is like uh, known for his improv, and Bradley Whitford gets all the laughs pretty much. Middleditch just says Titans a lot. Yeah. Well, they try to make him like a, a cute foil to Kyle he's, Chandler, and he—I think he, yeah—but he's not really a Kyle Chandler. He's he's sympathetic, Middle yeah. Ditch. He doesn't have like a villain or anything in this. You like his character for yeah. the most part. Yeah, for the most part, he's sort of the—he's like the waiter in Temple of Doom at the beginning who was helping Indy. He dies, mm-hmm. but Tom Middle Ditch Sist- lives. Yeah, but he's that waiter who helped him get Narachi. You know? Okay, fair yeah. enough. Yeah. That's what Darty said. Just pretend like you're the waiter who dies in the first minute of Temple of Doom. All right. There's my note. And then you, yeah, so th- I enjoyed them. The, but the best part of being on set, other than I watched the scene, the scene that they were filming when I was there was the scene where they're in the helicopter and Vera has the Orca device and is doing something bad with it to people. Yeah. And it was something that's disappointing to her daughter. Does it look ridiculous, like when you're watching people do this? Stuff? No, it was actually a, was an cool? elevated set. Like they yeah. had a, they'd built the back end of the of the copter or the machine, whatever the ship, whatever it was. It looked pretty cool, and all those cool lights and all that. They had all the troopers and all that it was neat. Yeah. And then they were doing other stuff, other little scenes here, here and there. And then, but to go to the war room and see the concept art, because when I went in that room, if I, I my my belief was if they even capture half of this coolness on screen, I'm gonna love this movie. And they captured a lot of it. I didn't love it, though. And you just liked it. I liked it a lot, but I didn't love it. But I, I liked the, it more than you, I think. You did. You probably yeah. did, but my main reasoning was is I think they made some ta- very big tactical errors that were easy fixes. Yeah. Um, but once again, it's not our job to, to tell people what the filmmakers should have done because... Right. You're too busy doing that with Game of Thrones. Oh, you got the, you wrong, got you got the, you got the wrong cat. Um, let me ask you this. You interviewed Kyle Chandler. Yep. 
How them creases in person, bro. I ejaculated. I ejaculated. <laughs> I, I interviewed him twice in a very short period of time and did a game night and that. Um, we talked about scotch and cigars a lot. And did he, was he just having the time of his life? Was he loving his, this phase you know, of his I, career? Did you he's ask one him, of those guys because he blossomed late. Did you me? ask him what it's like living the dream? Or I sort of did, actually. Mm-hmm. And? He just gave me a look with those eyes and I fucking shit come. That is amazing. Well, that's that, why you get invited on the set. He's so good. No, no. Uh, he he is the funny thing about that guy is he's a he's the good kind of aloof. Mm-hmm. He obviously doesn't take it too seriously what he's doing that he's successful, and he doesn't. He's not exactly going to give you good EPK answers. He's just kind of riffing, and he's not invested that much to like try to think of something that's going to be deep or anything like that. He just kind of lets it go. So well, Makes you feel like he's a good dude to hang with. He's a well-rounded talent. He can be comedic. Heroic, can mm-hmm. be despicable. Mm-hmm. Not he's not despicable too often. That's three. Okay. I mean, kind of wasn't game night, I guess. I think he was more despicable in uh, Friday Night Lights. I never watched it. I think he was like all American chunk. Everybody loved him in that. Yeah. He's in Catch Twenty Two. I wish he, I just watched. He's in Bloodline, which is a fantastic. Uh, I just think, I mean, better things are ahead for him. No. This is just this. I mean, he's like the lead in this. He is the lead. Well, he, Millie Bobby Brown's the lead, but that was a huge mistake. She's not really the lead. She, I thought she was, but she's not. He's got, he's got more to do than her, and she he's right more than than anybody really in this movie. I guess she kind of saves the day. She turns on that machine. Big deal. Big whoop. Whatever. The, the thing. The reason this movie is uh, is flawed is they um, they really tried to. They they made the they they really over overvalued plot in this kind of a film, and and as a result they doubled down on it and made it almost impenetrable. Yeah, you have to like this movie despite a lot of things. There's a lot of caveats when you when you like this movie. Yeah, the plot is just there to tack these awesome scenes onto, and I like I said it works for me. But I get it. I mean, I the, the one thing I don't get is the kind of the really there's a lot of like just. People with their uh, people really digging into that aspect of it, they hate it. Well, I don't care what they think. You know, I, like these it's hard that for are, me to dislike. The good the, the good thing about not being it's almost like they're not they don't share my opinion. It's strange to me. Well, the funny thing is, is I think we live in a world where if you are paid or if you write online, we live in a world that will perish, or if you or you will perish, or in print, in a business where you are you are rewarded based on how much clicks or how many subscribers or whatever you have it does not pay to go just to be nice there's just too much stuff it's, you have to there's so much stuff you have to have instant opinion on and move on there's a certain level of, of Come on. like the more notoriety a film has the more hype the the more they need to, to go in the other direction or find a unique path to describe or to make it about like to make it or like whether it be focusing on the amount of multi-racial characters in it there just has to be an angle you can't just say man that was a lot of fun and here's why mm-hmm. that unless it's something small and you're and then you're then you're then you want to be the guy that introduced people to this new property but if it's something like Godzilla or something like you know like a huge movie like Aladdin which is so good no um, see the, the cool thing to do with Aladdin is to say it's good because why should it ever be good no, I think I'm telling are. you, people are not good. 
People are nervous to say it's good until, like, I think a little I think bit. People, until... I think the kaiju are way better than people. Yeah, I guess that's the. I don't know. I got, I got time. I don't got time, too much time to think on that. I just like have to complain about to get my you know, sign my Game of Thrones petition. Mm-hmm. Um, I signed my. I just finalized my coach petition. Are they because you don't you need they don't need to bring it back on the air? I just hate how it ended twenty years ago. How did it end? That's one thing I. That's one thing I was. Oh, about. that's I right. I remember because remember. he had, the last one he, he travels first class, <laughs> which completely <laughs> fucked the show up. Um, I am watching the Expanse, by the way. Cool. Um, no need for a petition yet. Yeah, it's not anyway. popular enough. Get it? It'll get there. Um, favorite moment. Uh, favorite little moment. Oh, little moment. I mean, I guess little stuff with Bradley Whitford is probably my favorite stuff, but I don't remember. It's a thing I have to really think about. I mean, that's what I'm saying. It's hard for me to zoom in. What's your favorite little moment? My favorite little moment by far is the introduction of the underworld, where we realize Godzilla that it's Godzilla's not been so around. Little. It's it, it's you, you ask like it, you poll a hundred people that walk out of the theater and yes, what's your favorite moment? Nobody's going to say that. Except for me. Well, because you're so unique. No, because I'm an idiot, and I graft onto stupid, weird shit. But I love the idea of this primordial, primordial-like existence where humans... Mm-hmm. It also negates a lot of fucking shit people believe, which is fucking super. Um, but Godzilla was this, this ancient god, and there was, there's mm-hmm. pal- you know temples devoted to him, and he goes there and takes a nap, curls up. You know, I like the idea of, of layers of, of the world, which we've not seen. Obviously, I, I tried to do a comic book about it, but the um, and that failed. Um, but that's cool because it, it, it broadens the scope of these stories. That's the thing. The only way you can do to do it, to try to involve some sort of real world connection is to either go into the into the core of the earth or the sea or space. So they kind of broach all of those things. So what it does is it, the whole idea of a monster verse actually becomes more fun. And that was the first time they actually even alluded to anything about their origins. Right, right. Yeah, I like that. Because I don't like the idea of nuclear weapons birthing these creatures, which is what the old school mentality was. Right. Like these are just from the get. They're here. Yeah, they're like we, we blew bombs and asses and this is what happens. And then, of course, that's the other thing that, that bothered me about this film is that they use a nuclear weapon to do something good in this. I think that's just a bad precedent. Yeah. And that's why they, they waste the Ken Watanabe character on a stupid, stupid great in those scenes. heroic mission. Also, um, uh, I guess my my favorite little thing in this is um, uh, Godzilla's legs. They're not little. Got some, they got some nice gams. They're fucking huge. But me like them. Yeah. I mean, they, compared to the rest of the body, they're kind of stubby. More they're cushion little, for the pushing. They're tiny. Well, I like the fact that they still design these creatures as if there picks. is a man in the suit. Yeah. I mean, there is that element. Mm-hmm. Like, M- Mothra was always a puppet, so... But Rodan always had a dude in him. Ghidra, same thing. Godzilla, same thing. So it's nice that they give them a little bit of that heft and that, that odd physiognomy that make them look like they, had, they could have a dude in them. Yeah. So what I liked about Brokeback. <laughs> Everybody looked like they can have a dude in them. Man in suit. Man in suit. Man in me. Um, so I don't. Yeah, like the, the what's your what's your uh, 
I guess what's your favorite scene? I mean, so what what is something that was that was your your little moment also your favorite scene in the movie? No, because it leads to the worst scene. Okay. So I would say my favorite I don't Honestly, think that's the worst scene in the movie. I like that scene. You just don't no, like it's a, what... It's a very well-made scene. Yeah. I just don't like what it represents. Anytime like... anybody gets up close with and tries to pet a kaiju, that's I'm, fantastic. I'm in. No, but, the, but they didn't have to do it. There should be this a whole movie about See, people I like petting the kaijus. Idea, I like the idea of us having no effect on them. Like, uh, the to be able... like, For example, the... The earth, the, 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 there's this sort of connection between nature and these creatures. So the idea of Godzilla going to the Earth's core to recharge mm-hmm. is way cooler than a nuclear weapon helping speed his process up. Right. And also, yeah, the Watanabe, all the stuff with him is great. I just don't think it, you need it. But also, well, there's something that's not so great. But then they try to save it because whenever they say that the watch joke. What time is it? Time to get a new watch. Yeah. And then they flip it. They try to make it emotional, but it's too late. Yeah. That's a groaner. It's a groaner joke. Which I don't remember. Such so Kyle Chandler comments on his watch. He goes, I know about that where he says time to get a new watch. Right. And so then the emotional moment is that's something that Kyle Chandler's, it's his son's favorite joke, his son who was killed in the, the battle in the last movie. Yeah. Um, the only victim <laughs> of that. <laughs> They just killed one human as a little boy. Yeah. Um, but that's another thing is that there's that that grief element in this that they just keep throwing that picture of that that child that died in the last one. You know, like the, the in the events of the last one, that doesn't really work no. either because by the end of the movie, anybody that was suffering from that loss is is thrilled to be teaming up with the monsters. You know, yeah. like it's like yeah. the monsters. The Godzilla killed my kid, but long live the king. You know, yeah. it just doesn't make that much sense. That's I think that's one thing is I think maybe too is there was they they should have made Formiga more villainous and they want you to sympathize with her even though her, and, and her turn makes no sense it doesn't yeah and then but she's still like I said like she's believable like you you let you want to like her it's just that yeah that they should have gone villain with her well and the reality of it is all you have to do is just gently nudge that I mean, the whole idea of humans being an infection to the planet is not a new one. It's been used a lot lately. Yeah. So just give it a gentle nudge and get the fuck out of the monster's way. Or just, why not just make her someone that just wants to destroy the world? Like, you know, like I'm sick of what, ha- I'm tired of what happened. Even though I have a daughter, I don't care. I want yeah, maybe she can have those motivations, but then she realizes how she has no control. Like, yeah. There's These things are way bigger and more deep than, there's nothing you could do. You're just yeah. a piece of shit. You have no, humans as an individual. You have you have nothing. You can't compete with Godzilla's fucking swinging dick. So, but also, the, the one of the things that they did not rectify in this film is it's good, it's good TV show. Yes, um, is there's still too much noise on the screen during the monster battles, whether it be Ghidra's clouds that he brings with him or just the debris and all that. There you don't you still don't get that that perfect well well lit fight scene. You know I heard complaints about that um, before seeing it, and I thought I thought that there was enough footage that like I I thought that wasn't that much of a problem. I, I see what you're saying, but it didn't bother me that much. I thought that those atmospherics those effects like worked. They look a little great, bit. but yeah. I just think it clouds things up a little because bit. there's a lot of shots when the monsters are not obscured that, but you never see hundred percent of Godzilla in a fight. 
You see, are you talking about effort wise? Because you're right. He, he did. You he never see 100. percent He phoned it in. Well, if you saw 100, percent game over. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the world would perish. <laughs> have, um, I, have I made that work yet? Sure. The uh, <laughs> I have a feeling they'll fix it with Kong. I, you know, that's what's 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 interesting to me is they really like they're all in on this franchise and no they're not it feels like they are i mean they made another movie already or you said they're making another no, movie it's already being, it's it's almost so finished that's what i'm and they, you know, it's it not, not next spring they're not exactly marvel or star wars you know i mean this is like you said they made enough money enough money but this is a risk like this movie could i don't think it's a risk fail. there's the, there's so the thing you, is international dollar you think I mean, that's just pacific rim okay regardless of what your personal take on the movie is I like it okay wasn't supposed to be mentioned Pacific Rim Enjoy it. did so much money overseas, mm-hmm. and they knew that was going to happen. You're so talking about the sequel, right? America doesn't, and that I'm sure that did well too. Mm. America doesn't even factor in that much. I mean, if it does a hundred here, good on you. That's what they're trying to. It'll do, do easily do hundred. They're trying to America proof these movies a little bit, and which is good. They should America proof more stuff. Yes, yeah, because mm-hmm. we suck. Um, Georgia. <laughs> Uh, zoom in, zoom the fuck. Uh, they don't want you to zoom in. Movie industry, <laughs> zooming out. They want you to. They want you zooming in. Stepping on the gas yeah. out of here. Um, Not just the movie industry, by the way. It's all everybody ever talks about for Georgia, the movie industry. But there's a lot of other businesses that are probably thinking about hightailing it or not even coming here. Yeah, every croissant manufacturer is fucking pulling pulling the roots. We were supposed to get a new uh, Hardee's. They didn't get it. No. Uh, it's half built. Uh, I still eat roast beef in there. Hardee's. I bring my. They have roast beef at heart. Oh, they don't. Arby's. Do they? Zoom in. Arby's. But you you go. I bring in roast there, beef in. But there. you do. But you but you take a, a bowling ball sized cheeseburger into the place and eat it yourself. <laughs> I haven't been to Hardee's very much. Who has? Why would you? We should hit it tonight. How late? How late? Are they doing a Godzilla promotion? Who's doing the promotion for this? Mary Kay. <laughs> well, yeah. Well, we'll get Mary, to that. Mary we'll, Parent. We'll Mary get, Parent. I get it. Not, but not, not in Georgia. You have to be married. <laughs> you have to be married, parent. Um, <laughs> so, you know, I, I should. I'm hardwired to love this movie, and I don't love it yet. But I still like it quite a bit. I'm going to see it again. You might love it. The thing next is, time. I just wish. Obviously, to me, cinema and and TV shows. I don't understand why people watch anything that they're I mean why would you why would you waste the time uh, on something that doesn't s- speak to you what do you mean you know so if you yeah, okay so this is there's no, there's no no humans there's no illusion about that there are giant monsters that are going to fight each other mm-hmm. uh, in in these films right giant monsters that defy creationism or whatever your rigid views on what creatures could exist because there's no way something like that could exist at this stage, right? Mm-hmm. So if that if that is ludicrous to you, I don't understand why people would watch it. I don't, you know. I was talking to a friend today, and he's, he said his kids have not seen a film in the theater since Frozen, mm-hmm. and they've, they're like an eight and nine now. And the they, one about the wolves and the the, the lift, the ice, yeah, Adam ski lift, yeah, yeah Adam Green, um, is it Adam Wingard, Adam Green, Adam Green, yeah. Um, it's kind of like Iceland and Greenland. One has ice and one has greens, and it's the opposite. Adam Green did a movie about ice. Is his explanation um, not disappointing? Why he doesn't 
his kids haven't seen a movie in the No, he's just they, they had no interest. So they just watched Frozen over and over and then they just played toys, you know. So they are dying to see this movie. Okay. So it's just so weird that so they, That's what brings so them back. So this it is saturated enough so that people are obviously they're doing a decent job of making this film. They're marketing it well. I saw that they did some sort of a goofy marketing thing just the other day, today or yesterday. What was it? I didn't see it. Um, I forgot they used one of the actors from the film. It was really goofy. I don't remember what it was. Got to think. Oh, it was, it was uh, Ice Cube's kid doing some sort of silly thing. Okay. Anyhow, I, so explain. By the way, this you brought up religion. You brought up man, when you were talking about that stuff. It explains your bumper sticker finally, which I. Jesus was a kaiju. Yeah, I get well, it. Jew. Okay. <laughs> well. <laughs> So I thought that's where you're going with it. No, I was not going there. Uh, I just was trying to be cute. Yeah. You're trying to be historically accurate, I guess. Yeah, I guess I was. Yeah. yeah. Well, you know what? Uh, Zoom out. Let's not let's not talk history and religion at the same time, please. <laughs> um, but they do a good job. There, there's this is there's a sort of a there's sort of a an atheist bent to this film. It's kind of kind of cool. It's kind of cool because because if you notice at the end, one of Ghidra's necks has a cross on it. Kind of cool. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, so well, I mean, God. So no. Anyway, God is in the title, Nick. God is in the title. I know. And there's a great joke where somebody goes, "Oh God!" And with, uh, is with, that a great joke? It's in the trailer. Zilla. Made it to the trailer. That's what I'm saying. Got a Whit- good reaction. Whitford <coughs> able to deliver that silly yeah, line. But no. I, oh, by the way, this movie got applause in the theater. There was. There was a smattering of applause and cheers while we watched this film, which I was happy well, to see. Well, there, there were people that wore Godzilla shirts there that mm-hmm. were super, You? I wasn't wearing... I was thinking about it. Well, it's the set. I, I have like five Godzilla shirts. But going back to the... What I'm just saying is this movie is a serum. This is the, the ultimate kind of escapism, these kind of movies, because there's... Except if you're Japanese and you're watching the original film where it's so heavily an allegory for the post-war mm. w- the world that they lived in, these are goof these are goofy, fun, inert movies. They live in their own little vacuum. I thought it was an allegory for huge fucking monsters. Is my uh, an inconvenient truth? That's the only allegory I care about. Which is uh, this is sort of like a Al Gore monster movie. Yeah, he said he went to this. Yeah, I saw him tweet about it. Okay, so um, happy to help make this. Happy to be instrumental. In the... Okay, I'm making an Al Gore <laughs> internet joke. I, and it's, no, I is bad, and I should not be on a show. The show, like that's just fucking terrible. By the way, bad is a prerequisite. The <laughs> the um well the, the this I don't know this will. This is going to bring a lot more listeners because we're doing Godzilla. So, can you edit that one? Can you snip it? That is a negative. In fact, here it is three more times. Yeah, he said he went to this. Yeah, I saw him tweet about it. Uh-huh. Said, happy to help make this. Happy to be instrumental. And in... yeah, he said he went to this. Yeah, I saw him tweet about it. Uh-huh. Said, happy to help make this. Happy to be instrumental. And in... yeah, he said he went to this. Yeah, I saw him tweet about it. Okay. Uh-huh. Said, happy to help make this. Happy to be instrumental. And in... you know who should do it. You know who would be the perfect person to do this movie? George Miller. Yeah, of course. He would be the his approach would be fucking perfect. Mm-hmm. Because you know that the second unit and third unit all that are going to do their job. You know the effects are going to be great. Right. But that guy knows how to cut all the fat off of something, right? And do it right. I mean, there's not many like him. No there one isn't. like him. 
And I would just say that he's right for this because of Happy Feet. I'm not even considering. You're not considering? His other work. Okay. All right. What has he done? George Miller? Yeah. This refreshed my memory. Um, did he do the Never Ending Story? He did Babe 2? In in the woods? <laughs> With Alec Baldwin? A different, different Babe. Oh. Um, but you're right. I mean, George Miller should direct more often. In fact, he's I'm not, not saying he should he's work not more. directing at all. You get Chuck Palahniuk to write the script. You get George Miller to direct. Boom. Godzilla. Nailed it. Kaiju. Yes. Yeah, that's what... Who else could we get to write up? In addition to Chuck Palahniuk? Yes. He's got VC help Andrews? Help with some of the... <laughs> Amistad Maupin? <laughs> what is it? What does he do? The Something in the City? His, what is his show? What? Amstead Mop. He has a show. He I had like I a. I don't know this. It's like a Tales of the City or some Tales from the I City. I don't know about this. Yeah. He's also in Zodiac. I don't think so. Yeah. Okay. He was a reporter. I believe I'm thinking of the right person. I don't think you are. Zoom in. Okay. I'm right. Okay. Damn, I'm right. And you're not right. You, you know Zodiac better than I do. Okay. So. Call in, guys. Amstead. How do you say his name? Amstead Maupin? Zodiac character. Cool. All right. Maybe played by the Saving Private Ryan stabbed in the chest actor. Adam Goldberg. Goldberg something. Is it Adam Goldberg? Adam Goldberg's in that movie? Zodiac? Am I just zooming in like I think he's. I, I think you're zooming completely peripheral. I think I'm right. God, if I'm wrong. I hope Can you right. imagine if I'm wrong? I don't think he's in the movie. It's the worst. I don't think Adam Green, Adam Goldberg is in the movie. It's the worst fucked zoom in of all time, if yeah. I'm wrong. Um, so well, what I was saying while he's looking it up, I really feel like these movies should be uh, idiot proof. They should literally be a, a unifying kind of film where people gleefully leave their brains in the car and enjoy something that is super, just so dumb that it's charming. You say that, but then you had problems with it. I had problems because they didn't realize how dumb they could be with it. They tried to make it super smart. You're being weird. No, I'm not. Godzilla is the easiest... These are the easiest films to make. You're being strange. Okay. Um, Can you imagine... Okay, Gareth Edwards brought some serious... The visuals that Gareth Edwards brought... He was, he was, like, in, he was in Zodiac. Who? Played Duffy... <laughs> played Duffy Jennings. So I was, cl- I was close. <laughs> <laughs> you got to give it to me. Give me half a point. Got it. That guy, that guy's got a fucking... Speaking of zoom in, Adam Adam Goldberg's face is the narrowest thing I've ever seen. When they allow you to name your own character. <laughs> um, Let me see if... I'm going to scroll through Zodiac and see if if he actually is a character in this. Maybe you can put some, um, while we do this, you can put some scrolling music and yeah. pipe in some music yeah. for the listeners. Yeah. So basically a wizard song? Yeah. Or some Bear McCreary. Did I say his name? But nobody writes better scrolling music than a wizard. That's true. <laughs> um, All right, so let's... Okay, wanna... so let's... This obviously isn't working. We're not 
We're not, you're, you're zooming over there, and I'm trying to convince you and the audience that these movies are easy to make and you are not having it. You think they're, they're, can't, they're not easy to make? They're super easy to make. So who do you think nailed it? Who's nailed it? Who's, who's, who's made the best, the best uh, Godzilla film? I think Skull Island's the best of this series because of how the human characters don't interfere with it because they, they go for a rollicking period like adventure. Caper, which There's a lot of human characters in that film. They are, but it doesn't bother me. They're fun. And you they, just like to watch them die. Oh, that is great. Mm-hmm. They they took they took that one thing that they took that element from the from the original Kong movies. All the Kong movies was there's that there's that journey element to it, but mm-hmm. they they added enough variety and they made Kong such a good character. The thing is, Kong is human like, so it's easier to give him personality. Mm-hmm. You could see Kong eating an octopus, looking all cute and weird, and which things. is an old boy reference. I don't. It is. Wow, it's a huge mistake. No, it's great. That like, guy filled that movie with kind of references. Yeah, Jordan Vogt Roberts. Mm-hmm. He's got. He That's got, right. Yeah, I forgot when Kong has been fucking his daughter the whole time. <laughs> Be funny if they're interviewing the director. He's like, oh yeah, I threw a bunch of old boy shit in there. I love, <laughs> I love Brolin. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there's another one. <laughs> you should see the City of Angels shit I did. He put a lot of video game references in that yeah. movie, but um, his beard is strange. He's got a, he's got a nutty beard. Um, but the best, uh, all the see the, the Godzilla, like even Shin Godzilla. Shin Godzilla is kind of that's a good marriage of. Can the we old. just can we just include the whole leg or is that fine? <laughs> is that, can we have to just focus that, zoom in just to that part? Yeah. Just call him whole leg Godzilla. Okay. Just leg Godzilla. Uh, leg Godzilla. Um, he was good in uh, Moulin Rouge. John Leg Godzilla. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> um, <laughs> John Leg Godzilla. That is, okay, so wait. So no, let me ask you this: What is Shin Godzilla? What is that? I that's don't... the most recent Japanese one that came out like two, three years ago. Okay, and it's you Godzilla, like it's, you liked it. it. It's, I liked it. It's it's brutal. It's very raw. Joe Morton in that? No, <laughs> no. Um, it's but, brutal and raw. What does that mean? It's just it's it's a modern Japanese film, like a kind of an avant garde approach. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's 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 Godzilla's a villain. It's sober it do, it doesn't fuck around it's mm-hmm. it, it's it's still not great but it it has some really neat stuff and they have they they kind of incorporate designs they incorporate some of the designs from this the this series and then uh final wars was the one that they did that featured was balls to the wall there's no perfect godzilla movie mm. there isn't okay I, godzilla versus megagyrus i liked a lot what about gamera any perfect no godzilla versus bailante was probably the most elegant and then um, so of the classic ones, Destroy All Monsters was my favorite because it had all those beasts in the same place. But What's your favorite um, side monster that they that hasn't featured one of these movies yet in the American one? Uh, probably, probably Gigan. And who's described? Gigan is like a he's sort of a biomechanical Godzilla type thing with a saw blade in his stomach and hook and like blades for arms. What? How? What's his origin? Space. There's a lot of space creatures that and people. I mean, are these man-made. Alien made. Okay. Yeah. Um, but I, the fun, he's one of those things that 
is ludicrous. You look at him and he's ludicrous. This thing could never function in the real world. Right. Its arms are fucked. How does it eat? How does it wipe its butthole? It doesn't do anything good. But it's so cool because he's such. A, he's he's almost like a. He's like a perfect blending of Godzilla and Mechagodzilla in a way. Anyway, if you if you had anyway, go ahead. I was like, no, I'm just saying. So the thing is, those movies are all the all the Japanese films. There is impenetrable. 45 minute chunks of human shit about these forces that is irrelevant and then you have monster action and then there's more impenetrable shit and that is that's what makes those movies so much fun is because there is not a cynical bone in their bodies when they make those movies they don't they know that they're playing with fucking crayons and they have a lot of fun with it the the American films don't learn the lesson that's why and there is no there is no example of a movie that did it great here. I would say the only way you, I would say Deep Rising or Lake Placid, that's the tone that would work for a Godzilla movie where it's and Skull Island cl- was close to that at times. But Edwards's mistake, Emmerich's mistake, and this one's mistake is that you can't have it both ways. Okay. Dude, nice. He zoomed in. Fucking which is why it's a little moments broke back mountain. Like. They did have it both ways. Um. Well, well, yeah, that's true. Actually, a great movie, by the way. Great movie, Angley. Yeah, get Angley. Mild, mildly bemused. Let's get uh, one of these uh, Angley on one of these bad boys and film it in that. Uh, what is it? Forty-eight K, whatever they his <sighs> his favorite filming speed is. Now. HFR, whatever it is. Yeah, Angley. Uh, Godzilla's long walk home. Yeah, crouching dragon. Yeah. All right. So. I had a question for you, but maybe this is what you're going to ask me. No, go ahead. If you could craft your, a, a, a kaiju to put in one of these movies, okay, do it. Just create one for me. It'd be like, uh, <clears throat> who would you like to see? It'd be like, just take Seal and make him big. Like a big Seal or yeah. the singer? The singer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Godzilla versus Fuckface. What do you still say? What do you still sing some hits no no as far as designing a kaiju that's mm-hmm. that's like my dream okay so I, you must have thought about this i mean i draw creatures on all the time okay but so i haven't thought about what i would do in great this. one if, let's say that they ask we we're down a couple creatures for the next here's uh, what i would do okay i would take one of those bioluminescent sea, deep sea fish creature things mm-hmm. meld it with a little bit of a crab give it some a, a crustacean element to it and then wings so think about a flying angler fish with spiky claws. Yeah. Crabs. Yeah. And then one giant nut hanging out. Giant crab that harkens back to first judge. <laughs> first judge. No, I mean, you know, okay, okay, so do you know what a um, uh, giant isopod is? Don't, Have talk, you s- don't talk down to me. Do I know? Do people like you pay yeah, attention? I, got, I, I mean, I don't use them anymore. I just use my phone for music. <laughs> There, there are these things. They're, they're probably they could be up to like. You, there's pictures of them on fishing boats where people accidentally get them. Mm-hmm. They look like a roly poly or um, or okay. or yeah, like yeah. a sand flea. That's giant. Okay. So that would be my base. That'd be my base. Then I would give it those fucking crazy dangler optics and shit. Mm-hmm. And there'd be a bioluminescence so you could see his his uh, inside balls and shit. Yeah. <laughs> and then wings, and it would be the coolest thing I've ever actually. And they've never really done that in the Godzilla movies. They don't. They don't incorporate a lot of nature into their shit. Hmm. So I would. Mine would be like a nature's greatest, scariest hits. That's what his name would be. 
Yeah, okay. <laughs> oh my God, it's nature's greatest and scariest hits coming at it. What about you? Yeah. I, obviously, this has all been about you no, releasing a creature. No, I've been trying to think of one. Um, By the way, Godzilla's scariest enemy? Yeah. Charles Barkley. Yeah? Do you remember that? Commercial? What well, was the comic, too? I don't remember. Yeah. I mean, you got to... Th- they had, they pulled, like, the woolly mammoth one in this. Mm-hmm. And so you, you could branch out to other animals. I'm thinking... A gigantic. I mean, like a big, like a lightning bug in leather. <laughs> like, like okay. What if you made like a moth huge? <laughs> I don't, I'm so. I was gonna say a giraffe, but that's not funny. Giraffe park. A dog. Not funny. You have. Why? Why do you think that they've kind of rolled out, um, tr- like huge animals? Well, it looks silly. I guess. Angley killed it with the poodle and Hulk. No, there you go. Asked and answered. Yeah, <laughs> he fucked up. He fucked up the future movie. He messed up the franchise. Actually, I kind of like that scene, but yeah, the big poodle, the Hulk poodles. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he punches it in the dick so hard, and that scene is so. On funny. paper, that's incredible, but on screen, beautiful. Um, did they get killed? The Hulk? Does Hulk kill the yeah. Hulk poodles? Yeah. I think they exploded to green fucking vapor. R.I.P. <laughs> All right. Uh, so your favorite monster was Mothra. I loved how Mothra was utilized in this. Your favorite human performer was Bradley Whitford. Yes, yeah, I, I have to give props to Chandler a little bit, and I liked um, I like Watanabe more than you. Well, I love him. I just feel like he was shafted a little bit. But yeah, I mean, Whitford, I mean, Sally Hawkins had the most to do. Whitford had he had that line that like he he could have kept being not funny and he was funny every time I thought I mean he it's he was doing he was doing wonders with that script I mean yep yeah and the thing is I don't know Darty's style that well I mean he was he was he was one of the writers on this on the script yeah um, where the film shines is in celebrating these monsters and yes when they do it's there's I don't see how people can have a fault in it and that's what kind of gets me through the slow moments is mm-hmm. you have to you have to really ride the crest until those moments happen just like in Gareth Edwards like the scene where they're paratrooping is insanely beautiful mm-hmm. the, the the scene where the where they're on the bridge and the creatures under like there's a lot of really really cool I, the guy I, I think that he is almost a storyboard artist who directs that's his style he's he, he thinks about the big image and then reverse engineers it from there whereas Darty is like a kid playing with, to- with toys and he's trying to recreate that what's he doing who is he Edwards? in is he in jail? I movie director? In, he must be. A movie director jail. Because he thinks big. I mean, even his even Monsters was like a... Monsters like, was a blast. And it was like this huge... He just thought real big, for, and it's a very small movie. you know. But he, and he brought Scoot to the world. He brought... Scoot McNary. Scoot, First time I did. ever saw him. Yeah, no, he did. All right, so let's... How do we wrap this? All right, so the new thing I want to do yeah. is I want you to distill this movie into one thing. So whether it could be an image, it could be a, it could be wealthy bald, it could be something, but if you were to distill Godzilla King of Monsters into a moment or a an, an idea, a concept, um, something like the ultimate zoom, like you zoom into the smallest essence of this thing, and you okay. So if, like so, if we were talking about Goodfellas, mm-hmm. I might say. 
a painting. One dog's looking this way, another dog's looking this way, and this guy's like, "Hey, what do you want from me?" That 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 is the emotional thing that when I think of Goodfellas, that's what instantly comes to my mind as a. I don't remember that. Are you serious? Say it again. So there's a scene where they go to Joe Pesci's mom's house with the body, right? And they're having dinner, okay? With you know late night dinner with the mom, and she pulls out a painting she made, right? And it's a painting of a guy in a in a boat with two dogs, and he looks. It, 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 you know, and he looks a little like Frank Vincent, who's in the trunk. But um, uh, uh, Pesci is trying to explain the painting to De Niro. He goes, "Hey, look! The, like one dog's going this way, one dog's this way." And this guy's like, "Hey, what do you want from me?" And that's how he sums up this painting right. that she poured over. Okay. And it is—it's so Italian. It's so funny. It's so aloof. And then De Niro remarks, "said Hey, looks like somebody we know." Because and it's just to me that is why I love Goodfellas. It's right. not the well, scene that whole where, scene is. I remember that scene. I just yeah. remember that part. Yeah. Yeah. So it's that to me that is that balance I mean these guys have just killed somebody um, and they're making these jokes and it's like where De Niro's like hey hoof you know like they're, they're talking about um, he's not talk- dead yet though right then he's still alive in the trunk well yeah they stab but, him like a bunch of times. he's dead by the time they eat at mom's okay. I, be- I believe well, maybe not anyway it doesn't matter he's having a shitty day it's not but to me that's that's how I would distill Goodfellas that's if I were to st- in, in my memory warehouse that's the, that's, okay. that's what's playing on repeat so for this movie to me, this movie is um, a slow pan through through an ancient ancient wreckage. That's that's what sticks to me to this movie. Underwater, yeah, uh, but under- still like, but and and a lot of it has to do with the way it's lit, like with all the magma. Like an oasis in the yeah, like yeah. I get yeah yeah. yeah. It's, it's like we're seeing something that's forbidden. His Godzilla's recharge chamber. Yeah, his fucking yeah. It's his it's his uh it's his uh docking station or something. Right. Can I say that too? I like that part too. Can I, can I distill it down to the same? No, you could. That's no, no fun. It um, I, I'd say that. I guess my. You know, I, I guess. The, you know, and my, I guess the, the, my favorite part of the whole thing is when when Mothra comes in for the rescue, rescues Godzilla. I guess that's my favorite part of it. So when you think of when this movie is replaying in your head at night, yeah, that's, that's a, what you're thinking. The little, the little cute legs hanging out. Yeah, cute legs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Godzilla's shin. Yeah, but I do. I mean, that I, shot in the trailer is great, where Mothra's kind of yeah. flying vertically towards the old asshole. Yeah, and the trailer made it look like Mothra was like a major evil. No, oh well, if you're an idiot and don't know what Mothra, I don't represents. know. Yeah, Mothra I, represents the sweetest thing. Okay, so there you go. Because Mothra in the movies had these two cute girls that kind of, and they made two, two or three Mothra movies around this in the nineties. They, they were fantastic. Did they really? Yeah. Yeah, they did. Mothra had a few. Godzilla, obviously, Godzilla had some. And if I remember correctly, well, they did Gamera movies that were similar, but they weren't. They're not officially related to Godzilla. But the Mothra movies were very cool, like Battle for the Earth, and I forgot what they were called. But they were the same, same style as the Godzilla movies, right? And charismatic little character. There's also a, a scene when someone escapes um, a jet, does the ejector seat. Right into the Rodan's mouth. That's a fun scene. That's a good scene. That's th- we needed more of that. Yeah. to be honest. And what movie was it with Alvarez? Was it Rain, Rain of Fire? So that's. Do you remember Alvarez in Rain of Fire? No, but I remember Rain of Fire very well. Who's uh, Alvarez? Um, there's a scene where <laughs> I forgot the term. There's a term that they use. It's so fucking. It's so fucking good. Um, oh, what's the, there's a. I forgot what the there's a word that so the 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 people are. Um, Jumping out of the plane or whatever, 
uh, jumping out to fight the dragons, whatever. Right. And there's one whose shit never light. His shoot gets ravaged, and he falls straight down. Yeah. And so the the scene they showed the scene on the on the on the screen inside the HQ, and it says Alvarez, and then it, and then it the light goes out, and it says something like critical injury, or so it says something which is an understatement. Right. Yeah. Like. Yeah. It's so funny, and I remember the name was Alvarez because in the theater I lost my shit when that happened. That's a Rain of Fire is a funny movie. It's like a movie that I feel like it could people you could still be making stuff from that world, you know? Oh like, yeah, it's a. It's did a, they? Is it a book? Are the people make books from? Yeah, no, is it like a? No. It's just it's just one and done. One and movie? done, and it should it should have been better received. It's Are you sure there's no book? I wonder if there is like a whole. Yeah, I know that people were pissed off that the poster sold a movie that necessarily wasn't on the screen. But that movie's a blast. That's a pretty fun movie. Yeah, McConaughey is like... And, and if somebody were to tell you... Insane in it. Could you imagine a movie where Gerard Butler and Christian Bale reenact Star Wars? How do you not love that movie? I mean, it's just a fun And McConaughey's the best thing about it. He's insane Van in Zandt? Is that his name? You did a little McConaughey impression oh. last episode. Yeah. Sort of, by mistake, but you yeah. did. Probably the most... Woody Harrelson and McConaughey is fitting that they are in True Detective together. Because there are no two better examples of guys who we had no fucking idea how good they were. Right. They started... Well, I mean, Harrelson was, like, comedic. I know. He was the dummy on Cheers. Uh-huh. Which is an amazing performance. Amazing, ama- great amazing knowing that, that, how much... Yeah. How, the, them and Brad Pitt, I think. Uh, the, uh, the, I cannot believe the embarrassment of riches. And I guess you could say Bradley Cooper, too. But the embarrassment of riches they turned out to be is insane. Yeah. But I, I might say that... Uh, I might say Woody's probably the best. Woody's more consistent. I mean, McConaughey. Yeah, I mean, like, I saw twenty twelve. McConaughey, McConaughey keeps trying to be a lead all the time, and I think Harrelson's happy to be supporting, and I think that helps him maintain. Well, no, but he, he McConaughey. Well, he'll. What did he do? That last movie it was supposed to be off. McConaughey's Serenity, probably. Serenity. He's more bankable than the others, though. <sighs> Not Cooper, but I mean, but Dark Woody. Tower for sure. But yeah, like I said, I nailed it. What else? White Boy Rick. I mean, come on. Well, I, he's supporting in that, right? Mud. Did you see White Boy Rick? Of course I did. So I see the lead in that. No, Rick's the lead. Yeah. Although McConaughey's the best thing about it, of course. Um, Usually. So okay, so if you were to uh, have a McDo- McDonald's, have a Godzilla theme park restaurant, mm-hmm. blah blah, what would it be? Hmm. Uh what about you? You go first. I don't know. I can't. I haven't. My brain's. You're asking me too much. You're like fucking Flubber. I, I throw something at you and it comes right back harder. <laughs> Is that the premise of Flubber? <laughs> um, <laughs> it makes, I mean, you know, this is dumb, but Flubber makes me think of this great Colonel O'Brien skit way back when they play. They played the trailer for Flubber on a show. And Robin Williams falls backward. He has slubber on. He falls backwards out a window, <laughs> and they just cut to a funeral scene. <laughs> um, <laughs> so it makes me laugh. Um, just like the Mac and Me thing they always play. That's Paul Rudd brings that on the show. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, I mean, you gotta have like I would love a restaurant that would like a promotion that would do would do like different bur like I th- what was it Burger King was like known for doing like weird burgers when things came out so like if they I wish they would do like a yeah. moth or burger just have like a moth on it yeah like I remember I remember moth. the Amistad shake that they did yeah <laughs> 
and then uh that would be maybe you could do like i don't know what about you what would you i'll think let me think of what was your this. was your, my favorite old uh tie-in oh, oh. we'll get to that later okay um so for this i'm gonna i'm gonna make a yogurt place okay um i'll allow it okay cool and there's no there's no there's no gimmick there's no gimmick. It's it's yogurt flavored in normal sh- flavors. There's a the bar where you add sprinkles and shit. Then you weigh it at the end, and it's there's no fucking there's no hidden fees. There's Except no, in that kaiju steps on the scale and it's like there's no hidden fees. There's no hidden fees. Okay, um, sounds good so far. You you get what you pay for. You choose what you get, and if you want to have a light meal, you're gonna pay a light price. If you want a full ass meal, you're gonna pay for the weight. So if okay. you get those, if you get those uh, those little chocolates that are have the hard shell that are meant to look like rocks. Mm-hmm. Those things are going to add up. You you got to pay for those. You're not yeah. going to get a. I know yogurt places work. Yeah, okay. I mean the mochi is way cheaper. It's lighter, takes up more space, mm. much more effective. Okay. So um, the dispensers in, where you get the yogurt from are all creatures. And it's the yogurts come out of their mouths. Yeah, you're getting like gidras. You get three different gidras. You got Rodin's little head, little yogurt just. It's actually a good it. idea. Yeah. And would the would the yogurt be branded out? And then extend, one and one of them is Vera Farmiga holding her breast, and you're getting it out of there. But that's the only one that's not a kaiju. So, well. But Mothra's little beak. Would yeah. the flavors be named after the kaiju's? You could get cute with that, or yeah. you could go with something that's a little bit like Godzilla's shit. Mm-hmm. It would be green, like green watermelon would come out of Godzilla's jaw. And then you see me in there. I'm like angry, and I'm like, uh, I th- direct, you're directing. No, and I throw time walk. <laughs> I throw the container in the garbage. I storm out. I'm angry. You know, what's Justin's? What's so, this place is full of joy. What's? And then you realize that Mothra's flavors come out of Godzilla's mouth. That's why it's. That's what set me off. What flavor is that? Green. Oh. Oh, Mothra's flavor. Yeah. Rainbow, I guess. Yeah. Rainbow, sh- rainbow ro- yogurt. What's what's the version? I don't know. <laughs> I got nothing on this. I, um, I, I would, I wouldn't mind having a. You know, we can also do. God's piggyback on this. Okay. The sh- the chairs could be shaped like kaiju, like you sit on Godzilla's lap to eat your ice cream, or Mo- or Mothra's like kind of you lay on Mothra's wings. You know what I'm saying? Or yeah. Rodan. And if you have chosen their flavor, they light up when you sit down. This is a good idea. Yeah. Right. And they still kill you. Like they still the power still work. So they, if you're eating else and you get randomly electrocuted by Ghidra. Yeah. And every location has somebody that looks exactly like Charles Dance on staff and just walks around giving you the eye. <laughs> Never says a word. Just, he just, he judges you. So would they have makeup people at these places making up 20 year olds or 18 year olds to look no, like gonna, Charles Dance? No, they're going to, they're going to troll retirement homes and find their. Everything else is automated. One human employee. Everything else is completely automated. All they have is the rickety Charles Dance guy on staff. Charles Dance is not rickety. Well, an imposter is going to be. And, you know, it would be freaky as you do like a double take because you'd be looking at him serving you and then you look over to the dispenser. There's there's Charles Dance's (laughs) face, yogurt leaking out of his maw. Yeah. What would his flavor be? Tangerine. Vanilla Dance. Um, he's always a welcome presence. God, I love him so much. His flavor. Best part of Alien 3. tasty. Best part of? Alien 3. 
Best performance. Well, he's in it for a long time. He's in it more than you think. He's not. He's in it at least 40 minutes. He has three scenes. He's amazing in that movie. I think he does more with less than he owns that film. Puts up a fight at the end <laughs> of his. Of his. Does he, he get his, laid? He gets laid. What he does? He gets laid. What do you think his last scene was like? Was it as on his? Was it on his first day? I don't know. It's not in that movie very much. He's in that movie till the forty minute mark. I'm guessing. Maybe. He's there. He's there. Dallas. Yeah. Um, okay. So. If you were to take a piece of memorabilia from this film... He's the Janet Lee in that movie, not the Dallas. There's even a shower curtain involved, like a curtain. Janet Lee lives way less than him. No, Janet Lee probably bites it around the 40-minute mark, too. Okay. It's actually maybe in sync. Maybe they sync. Let me zoom in. Intentionally? If you overlay mm-hmm. Alien 3 over Psycho and play Dark Side of the Moon... Well, let's just do this. I yeah. bet we're right. I bet I'm right. Yeah. I think I just zoomed in. Yeah. Also, my favorite part I think you of get Alien scoliosis if that happens. is Amsterdam uh, Mop. <laughs> it's performance. Um, if you were to take a one little piece of trinket from this project. Oof. Um, well, I would take the Orca because okay. that thing makes some cute sounds. I mean, as, as much as, as silly as that thing is. Very movie, waterproof. Very water resilient. It's also stomp proof. That's true. Um, they massage it back to life after it's been stomped, but uh, it makes some cute. I mean, you know, that's the thing that I, I feel like those and the way she makes it, she spins it like a DJ a little bit. She does the little. Yeah, she does seem like she's zoom. A, she zooms in with her she's fingers. Like, she's she like pinches Jackman, in Jackman and Swordfish. <laughs> but she makes some beautiful music with that thing. Yeah, um, it looks like an app, like I, an iPhone app. It does. I wonder that that'd be a neat if they did that. If there is there an Orca app? No, but they just this? came out with a new Godzilla game that I'm enjoying. Really? Mm-hmm. What is it? It's like you, 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 it's like a it's part it's building. Set in a, a, set in a yogurt shop. <laughs> you thief! Uh, you, you fend off monsters with little men, and you summon things. You get cards and it's an app. Them. Yeah, yeah. It's called like Godzilla sucks a big dick. What's it called? Godzilla. It's called Godzilla DF. So I guess that might be down to fuck. Oh, Defense Force. I was close. <laughs> um, yeah. So. And then if I were to keep something, I, see, I wouldn't want anything big because I mean, so the monsters are all CG. Mm-hmm. Zoom in; they're not real; they're not puppets. So yeah, so in the line of thinking, I need something really small that's portable that I can take and think. So I'm gonna I'm gonna take Sally Hawkins because <laughs> she's super small. <laughs> are you sure she's dead? Did we? Yeah. Clarify it. Yeah, they, they, the next moment you see her post credit would have been fun if she woke up under out of brush the rubble off, and she's like, "What happened? What just happened? <laughs> what? Ha- where is everybody?" Yeah, um, I can't wait to tell Watanabe about this. Wonder what? Um, wonder why they dispatched her. She's actually a good actress. She probably was contractually obliged to be in it. They that's the other they sacri- there's too many heroic sacrifices. Not that hers was heroic. No, hers was she was trying to flee. Yeah, she had there's one heroic sacrifice. Two. Uh, and Watanabe and Vera. And Mothra. Three. Does she does Vera die? She does, right? She does. Uh a nuclear I mean, bomb goes off in her fucking soul. That, that's because Godzilla explodes? Yeah, Is that what gets, happens? Yeah. Okay. But she's okay. Yeah, I mean she's dry. Yeah. <laughs> a 
Well, she's and the, there's a post credit stinger. There is, and it's as and it does not. It's not worth sticking around for. It does involve Charles Dance. It's really pretty poor. You know, that's the thing is that most of these post credit stingers are pretty bad. I think you need to have something that's silly and not something that is continuing the plot or wetting people's attitudes. I think you need two. I think you need the one that's like the Avengers, the Marvel movies had it right. You got something meaty and then Marvel movies usually did it wrong too, to be honest. Usually those are pretty weak. Agree to disagree, dog. Really? Ant playing drums. Uh, Fair enough. All right. Talking about about Spider-Man. So dumb. Homestead Moppin. Delete.